Welcome to Bat Therapy, exploring your favorite comic book characters through the lens of clinical psychology. Be a fly on the wall or a bat in a cave, listening in on a friendship built out of a love for talking Batman, comics, and the everyday struggle to achieve mental health and happiness. We are your hosts, clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown and comic enthusiast and nerd aficionado Keaton Hopkins. This podcast is about providing education and understanding and is not a replacement for mental health treatment or support. If you're needing help, go to bat-therapy.com for resources. Hey everybody, this is episode one. We're getting started. Yes, Bat Therapy. Yes, Bat Therapy, uh, episode one. Welcome to Arkham. All credit for that title goes to Keaton. Love it. Uh, um, yeah, so first first question. You you are the professional here. Uh-oh. Is asylum still a word that we use? No. Yeah, okay. so today we're talking about Arkham Asylum. Welcome to a big problem. Uh <laughs> Yeah, asylum's not a great word. No, mm -mm. no, no, thank you. Yeah, uh, there's actually, I mean, over time, there's all there's a lot of overhaul with language. Um, but over the past few decades, there's been a lot of what we call recovery oriented care and recovery oriented language, which is essentially trying to take a lot of that stigma and not so great stuff out of uh, our mental health language. So yeah, asylum, not so good. Yeah, so I, I actually did Google Asylum beforehand, you know, me being the researcher that I am. So prepared. Yeah, um, and the only thing that came up was about seeking asylum in another country, like oh, getting out of your country. Right, and so I didn't see anything about, yeah. like, any mental institutions called asylums. Yeah. So we are on our way. That's I awesome, guess. actually. And you know Unlike what's... Gotham. You know what's so funny, though? Um, yeah, unlike Gotham. Gotham's a special place. It is. Uh, so, like, such a terror. Who, who chooses to live there? Anyway, um, that's actually interesting because when you said asylum, like seeking asylum somewhere for, you know, refugees or whatnot, I actually felt different. In, like, my, my internal reaction to that was so different than Arkham Asylum. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just, and it's the exact same word. It's so funny how that works. I don't think you can, I don't think asylum uh, used with the first definition, like Arkham Asylum, I don't think yeah. it's a word you can use and it's ever a, a good thing. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I went to see someone at the asylum, but they're they're fine. And it's like, you say the word asylum, obviously. It's, oh, People are going to start thinking things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because this is the first place they think of, Arkham Asylum. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think that, now, to be fair to Gotham, I do think, uh, was it, who was it? Uh, was it Frank Miller uh, in Dark Knight Returns? They did rename it. So I think in some places they've, like, renamed it, but... Yes, they, they have the tried to, cor to correct it. So the, the full name of Arkham Asylum is actually the Elizabeth Arkham Asylum for the Criminal insane also so elizabeth great. yeah elizabeth arkham was uh the mother of amadeus arkham and she suf suffered from mental health issues and he named the place for her yeah. um what a nice 
a nice son, right? Um, <laughs> I, he meant well. He meant well. Well, yes, but um, so later on in the comments, he actually ends up uh, euthanizing her, but he completely repressed that memory. Oh, right. So, that was a, what is it called? Escape from Arkham? or No, uh, what is that called? I can't remember. I can't even remember which issue it is because I, I've I've looked up like so many different like backstories for Arkham that they all kind of run together. But there are a couple of very uh, common themes, and that is anyone that has anything to do with this place ends up absolutely insane. Is that like yeah? Like I can't even. You know, it's actually interesting that that's a theme because one of my big issues with Arkham Asylum is that if you're theoretically a place for treatment, the environment should be inviting and welcoming and, and it'll be a, a safe space for actually getting better. And, and Arkham does not feel like that whatsoever. I mean, there might be installments where they, they try to, and, and there are some people that actually try and do some pretty great treatment there. But in general, it seems like a place where if anything, people get worse. Yes, absolutely. Like, and like even the history of this place is, is rough because the original Arkham Asylum was uh, Amadeus Arkham's ancestral home. Mm -hmm. But uh, the grounds themselves before this house was built was owned by an occult expert named Jason Blood who carried out exorcisms on the mentally ill so um yeah so (laughs) and so yeah it's uh it's got a history it's it's definitely got a history but yeah everyone that has ever run this place or been associated with it things haven't gone well uh the the architect that built arkham asylum he uh ended up uh hacking someone to death with an axe and he was actually arkham's very first patient (sighs) yeah Yeah. that's just i mean people need places to go and you know if 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 you murder people then you know we've we've got to have more safety and 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 this is a place meant meant to help but yeah it just seems like there's this recurring energy there that yeah. is not very uh, it, it's just not very healing right like it's got to be the pink stuff from like ghostbusters 2 that's running <laughs> underneath this place right like exactly. it, it can't it's like whether you believe in god whether you you believe in kind of energies whether you believe in in ghostbusters right <laughs> there's there's just yeah there's like an energy or flow to things that you're you just kind of at a certain point you got to question if a place just needs to get shut down absolutely absolutely and so like yeah it there's there's nothing really good about this place and it's like if you had to like if I had to picture it, it's like the opposite of Disney World. Like, Disney World's like the happiest place on Earth, right? And on the other end of that is Arkham Asylum. Yeah. And and it where it's like a place that's for the worst of the worst, but on so many different levels. Because the the, the criminals that are, are, and patients that are inside it, um, are headed up by people that are equally, but secretly 
just as bad as they are. Oh, man. Or, and, or if not, morally corrupt. Yeah, so actually that's so terrible. And and one of my pet peeves some sometimes with how treatments and things are portrayed in pop culture is you can create some really interesting stories about people who are meant to help you actually manipulating you and experimenting on you and doing terrible, terrible things. And uh, I sometimes wonder, man, for some people who have, unfortunately, some people have had had negative experiences with treatment or maybe for some people are more prone to being paranoid or distrusting of other people. Like I always wonder about those portrayals. Like they've got to, they have to sink in for us in, in some way because yeah, there's just like constantly, I mean, Oh, the experimentations that they talk about with Arkham Asylum is, is just so terrible. It's it, exactly yeah. like you said, right. It's like, and I yeah, mean, the people you're... running the place in, in some respects, uh, should actually be people who stay there or uh, actually a lot of them be in prison. Well, absolutely. And another, uh, and that's a good point too. In the DC universe, Arkham is not a place that you are supposed to leave. Like it's, it's set up, like uh-huh. people do end up getting out, but I've yet to see like, someone where it's like they went to Arkham for a short visit mm-hmm. and now they're fine. Right? right. Like it's always like they, they are, um, they, they end up back there. It, it has a high rate of like, uh, recidivism. Mm-hmm. Like there's second of second offenders are almost guaranteed. Yeah, it's, everybody's there is a second, third, fourth, and 20th offender. And so, okay, here's the thing. If it's if it's a place for the criminally insane, um, and so there are legal terms out there, um, and so I, I'm not a forensic psychologist, <laughs> and I will not pretend to be. So this a forensic psychologist is going to be the psychologist who can tell you all about the legal inner workings and all that stuff. I can't talk about that, but what I what I can talk about is that when it comes to a place that is meant to house people who legally they are having to get like mandated treatments or they um, are having to stay at these places due to breaking the law in some way it has to do with their their mental health or a mental illness you are going to see longer term stays and you are going to have a lot more trouble with being able to kind of reconnect to society. But I love that you actually noticed that though, uh, because so from, from like a psychologist perspective, okay, what's the purpose here? The purpose is to help resolve as best we can help someone to resolve whatever issues led them to committing crimes that related to their mental health and help them connect back to society and that does not seem to happen here at right. all. Like the, it, it's supposed to be a place where people go to get help, but it ends up being a place where people just, they, they send people there to get them off the street. Like it's not a place mm. where, oh, we're going to put them in Arkham where they can receive the help that they need. No, we're going to put them in Arkham and it's just this black hole mm-hmm. where they just go away forever and ever and they're never seen again. So Gotham can go are... back to being a happy, 
wonderful place that it everyone knows it is. <laughs> well, and two, the the it, it seems like a good chunk of the time when you have someone who's actually like, I'm at Arkham to help people and I'm trying to help people rehabilitate. It seems like at least 75% of the time, those people actually are quite nefarious and that's not actually what they're trying to do. They're just saying that to get away with whatever is actually going on. Oh, yeah. And, and, and that's another thing they talk about with Arkham is like, it has an insanely high turnover rate. Like at one point, some of the guards at Arkham were people that were incarcerated at Blackgate Prison. So <laughs> like, they have a really hard time keeping mm. so... people there, which makes sense. Because I mean, there's like an 11 foot tall alligator man there, like crocodile guy. Like I don't I who we're totally going to be talking about on this podcast. We got right. it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't work there. I mean, the the head of security. His name is uh, was it Aaron Cash. He only has one hand. How did he lose it? Killer Croc ate it. He, and he, he bit his hand off, and he stayed. He stayed. He has like a hook hand, and and he stayed because he's a. I want to hear about this guy. A great cop. Yeah, his name is uh, Aaron Cash. He's... Because, so, so, oh man, I would love to know the psychological inner workings of this guy because this is someone who not just works there but literally lost a hand from working there and he chooses to continue to stay there. Yeah, and he, and he has like obviously a deep fear and hatred of Killer Croc. But I remember the first time I'd ever heard of him was actually in um, the – Arkham Asylum video games. He was he was in there mm. and yep, one hand. Uh yeah. 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 Is he is he is he staying to try and like find a way to punish Killer Croc? Is he is he kind of forcing himself to just kind of try and overcome the trauma of everything that happened? Is he trying to ignore it ever have oh that's he's you know, interesting. I could... I could be wrong, but I think it just pays the bills. I think he just... I mean, that could be it. But, you know, if he can work there, couldn't... Well, I guess he only has one hand now. Because I was thinking, like, if, if you can work there, people would probably take you a lot of other places. They're like, wow, if you can handle that, you can handle stuff over here. But also well, now, if you only have one hand, I don't know if that precludes someone doing security at a place like that. Well, also, we also... Like, his resume probably isn't the greatest either, because he's head of security at Arkham Asylum. Okay. So fair. he's probably also not very not very good at his job, right? <laughs> like, he's probably a, a decent guy. Like, you could grab a beer with this guy, but he's not... Like, I wouldn't want him to guard okay, that's my, fair. like, that's anything. Fair. Right? It's hard, like, it's, but he's also not successful at it. Okay. Right. I'll, like, I'll he's not... I'll give you that again. <laughs> like, I'm... Yeah, I'm going to say it's that he's he's definitely not good at his job, but it's Arkham Asylum where it's probably very hard to be fired. You know? And and so um so were you saying that inmates at Blackgate will work there or was it people that work at Blackgate also work at Arkham? People that were inmates at okay. Blackgate um at one point were uh were were guards okay at arkham so on the surface <laughs> not necessarily a bad thing so um okay. now this is so what i would say is arkham you would absolutely need some really good training and unfortunately training at 
facilities that have to do with the legal system, they tend to not have a lot of money. They're always looking for more staff. Um, But unfortunately, a lot of people with really severe mental health issues end up in these systems, and particularly in prison. Um, Mm. It's it's very, very sad. And, And one of the big areas that folks who focus in severe mental illness like I do really are hoping changes. But aside from that, Um, So when it comes to Blackgate and trying to help those people with rehabilitation, as long as you're screening them appropriately, you're training them appropriately, et cetera, it could potentially be a work program that helps them with gaining some skills, get being used to getting out of prison, things that might help reduce their recidivism. But I'm guessing because it's Gotham, it doesn't work out that well. Right. Um, And... On top of that, Gotham has, like, set up these weird structures for Arkham to, like, Arkham Asylum to completely bend the rules. So, it's technically a private hospital. Oh, that's right. I forgot that. Yeah, it's technically a completely private hospital. But what's even crazier about it is, for some odd reason, um, Gotham allows the asylum to just detain any person there indefinitely. Oh, like, they can just say, oh, they need to be under psychiatric observation, and they can just detain them indefinitely. So, like, they, they skip over all the, like, bureaucracy and rules, and yeah. in this case, that's a bad thing. Um, yeah. And, and, yeah, so Arkham just kind of breaks the rules they want. It's very much the institu- institutionalization model, which is pre, pre-recovery. Uh, so... There's been a lot of overhaul just really focusing on, hey, having a mental illness, and not everyone loves that term, but having mental health issues, particularly more severe and significant ones, doesn't mean that you can't live a life and do quality things and, you know, be just someone else in in the crowd. Um, And it was this backlash from institutionalization where it was literally lock people away as if they're not here. And unfortunately there was a lot of very, very terrible, there was a lot of neglect, um, abuse, um, things honestly that for some people actually reading about Arkham, if they are especially older or if they have family that went through that system might Mm -hmm. feel a little too close to home in some ways. It is unfortunate how Arkham seems stuck in that realm. But the thing is, is that um, it is, there are times too when, when things get so bad that there's safety involved, our systems are still struggling to figure out how to help everybody involved in the best way possible. But yeah, that, that whole, they can lock people away indefinitely as a private institution is that yikes. That's not yeah. Right. And I, I can't even remember what, um, because they, they also do not treat the co- patients. Well, I can't remember which comic it was, but, uh, Vicki Vale, the, the mm-hmm, reporter, the reporter, she did like a huge expose oh. on, um, Arkham Asylum and how, uh, how badly they treated the people, like how some of the, the 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 jail cells were like waterlogged and some of the um inmates didn't have clothing like it was just all this bad things like they would switch off the heat during the winter like just really really horrible which for mr freeze would be great if he was staying there but for everyone else would be terrible 
right. Like, they have the ability, obviously, because, yeah, at one point he's there, and he's in, like, a special cell. Like, they actually have a ward that's all for the people with meta abilities. Like, Poison mm -hmm. Ivy, she has a specialized cell, and um, Killer Croc, which is kind of weird. In the Arkham Asylum video game, he was just, they just put him in the sewer. Like, it wasn't, it's kind of messed up, right? Like... Oh, Ugh. welcome to the asylum. We're here to help you. Um, you're Killer Croc, so here's a sewer. There you go. I want. Did he bite off the hand? Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, just like when things happen in what order, we're definitely gonna have to co cover Killer Croc at least once in our podcast. Um, yeah. Like, um, did they treat him like essentially a sewer rat, and then he bit someone's hand off? Right. Right. Like, in some ways, did you treat him a certain way and he lined up with it? Or, you know, you know, chicken or the egg kind of question. But it's we'll a get solid to him question. in more detail someday. It's a solid question. But yeah, this place is just known for corruption. Like at one, yeah. I think it was, um, let me think. It was the comic book where Joker was temporarily cured. It wasn't that long yeah. ago. I think it was White, yeah. White Knight. This white, mm. uh, white knight, and he talked about how Arkham would basically, to get money, like basically blackmail the people in Gotham to get money, and if they didn't pay it, they would let the inmates get re-released to Gotham. Oh, like, and, and, like this place, like Clearly. from the top down, yeah, clear issues is clear absolutely, issues. <laughs> absolutely corrupt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, I, I will say, though, like, there are some, like, I mean, there are some kind of spots. Like, I'm, I mean, I think it was in Arkham where uh, that one storyline where, where Two-Face, they go from, okay, let's take you from a coin to, like, a, a die, and then, mm -hmm. you know, trying to help him, ha you know, have a little bit more control or, or be more flexible, which was right. actually a really great strategy. They took it too far, and then he didn't know how to use the bathroom anymore but uh i think that was actually um someone providing him treatment in arkham and i mean like you said they have like different cells to try and adapt for the the metas although you know kind of the question of are they doing that to help them versus and for comfort and things versus are they just doing it for safety and protocols and and whatnot um i mean you know i i, I think I don't know. There are some good things out there about Arkham, but they don't seem to stick. Right. And honestly, it's, like I said, it comes from the top down. So, yeah, we talked about Amadeus Arkham. He founded the asylum. Mm -hmm. Um, Things didn't end up well for him. <laughs> no. Uh, the next guy, Jeremiah Arkham, his nephew. Uh, yeah, things didn't end up well for him either. Um... Yeah. yeah, that whole family seemed to have some kind of curse over their heads or something. Yeah, so Jeremiah Arkham, I believe, is, uh, he, he, he ended up going insane himself and became the second Black Mask. Uh. Yeah, so yeah. And then, of course, there's the one that everyone knows, uh, Hugo Strange. Yeah. Uh, so bad. Who Arkham's hired him? chief psychiatrist. He's, uh, 
he's not a good person is that a is that a simple a simple i'm sure psychiatrists love being compared to hugo strange right like honestly well this is what if you google hugo strange uh the the picture that pops up if this guy walked into the room and said i'm here to help you no one would believe him (laughs) like there's there's no way so you're saying you would judge that book by its cover that's a book you can judge by its cover. Like, <laughs> I think Gotham is a book that you can judge by its cover. Like, in this case, mm-hmm. like, it's, I'm, I don't want to vacation there. I don't really want to vacation there. And I used to, I used to give Gotham, like, I used to try and give it, like, some leeway. Like, maybe if you're a billionaire, you shouldn't leave the theater and go down the darkest alley in the city. Like, that's not a... That wasn't the smartest thing for you to do, Thomas Wayne, but. Hey, now, let's not blame the victim. I hear you. I hear you, though. Not right. Like, I just. Not the best choice. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Just not. the. It just wasn't the best choice. And I'm not saying like, oh, that the Waynes deserved it for being (laughs) dumb. Like, no, I'm not. I'm not saying that. You're absolutely right. That does sound like victim blaming. But. It is a fine line. I hear what you're saying. You know, there are things we do that that might. I would have more likely bad things might happen. And I would, I would have Ubered. I would have called an Uber (laughs) to take me back to Wayne Manor. I mean, the way Gotham is, I don't think their Ubers are safe either. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So either you can Uber or walk down. What's the name? Let me look at the name of this street. Oh, Crime (laughs) Alley. (laughs) Crime Alley. Let me. Let's okay, go down but here. Was Maybe it always can... called Crime Alley? Now hold up. Maybe it's called Crime <laughs> Alley because they were murdered there. Come on, okay. Keaton. Maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe I it hope used so. To... If not, ugh. it was Lollipop Lane before that. Although I live in Austin, <laughs> and I frequently drive on Slaughter. Oh. So, I'm I'm rethinking my life right now. Actually. Oh. Perhaps you live so... in Crime Alley. I, I apparently live right off of, yeah, I, I live near Crime Alley. Slaughter Lane Drive? I don't remember what, but it's Slaughter. Everyone calls it Slaughter. Yep, yep. So, Ugh. yeah, back to back to Arkham's <laughs> wonderful, wonderful staff. So quite a few of these people end up uh, becoming supervillains. We learned about Jeremiah Arkham. He ended up being the second uh, Black Mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. There was another guy, an Arkham guard. He, his name was Lau Bolton. He ended up becoming a super villain. Not a very good one. His name's like Lockup. Like I had to look yeah. this guy up. Yeah, because I was I, say, I've never heard of this one. Yeah, I have no idea who he is. Um, there was a uh, famous doctor, uh, former psychiatrist, by the name of Harleen Quinzel. Heck yeah. Uh, I think she's doing okay. She's doing she's... okay, but... <laughs> she had a rough go of it for a while. Right. I think she's uh yeah, she's a great doctor, right? Um so this um, is something we would call a failure to set appropriate boundaries with your clients. Actually that'd okay. be another great topic. We gotta write that one down. I mean, she's definitely on the list. I think anyone that's actually worked at this place yeah. definitely gets uh gets an episode. Yeah. Um, There's actually one of the black label uh, they've got a Harley Quinn or Harley Quinzel. I don't remember what which name they they do it by, but 
going through her story, which was really cool. And just like everybody being like, uh, should you be doing this? Is this a good idea? Uh, it, it's a really cool storyline for her. And um, just kind of, I don't know. It, it's one of those like she goes into it and actually seems like one of these actual genuine people who wants to help and it oh, yeah. does not take her down a good path oh yeah it just didn't um yeah it just didn't go well so yeah so uh i guess i'm guessing staff wasn't properly vetted is that what went wrong here what went wrong here um okay so we've got a lot of staff who um you know, I think there could be a few things going on here. So first off, I think you put it better than most. This is a, you're living in a place that literally has a, a lane called Crime Alley. And there's right. a lot of terrible stuff that goes on. So who chooses to, to live here or who has to live here, is forced to live here, um, might kind of factor into things. And also just a very tough place and space. So people might not be able to have the same level of empathy and connectedness with people that, that you, maybe you could in Metropolis where the sun is shining and everything's nice and glossy and, mm-hmm. you know, sweet. Um, so, I mean, I think that could kind of come into play. But, yeah, it, there, there definitely seems to be um, – so, first off, in general, I think it can be really tough because – in, in places where people might be dangerous or you're having to have more security in some way, you have these very different people and very different approaches. Um, so you have like people who are there for safety and security versus the people who are there to provide treatment. Um, yeah, and, that's a good point. And that can be really tricky in a lot of different places. So no matter where you go... You, if you have, say, your police or your security, whoever, and then you have, like, the mental health, it's it's hard to kind of figure out how those pieces fit together sometimes. And actually, our society in the United States is trying to figure out a lot of that right now. Yeah. Um, but I would agree with you that Gotham seems to have more issues than just, like, okay, your security staff doesn't know how to manage mental health. Oh, well, it's because they're they're – not necessarily trained. Yeah, it, it seems like everyone's lacking some sort of training. And, and in general, who's in who's in charge of choosing who oversees Arkham? Right. Right? I, I think there's an issue there. Like, what is the purpose of this place? Um, yeah. Definitely seems to be part of it. And also, in general, it just seems like they never had – they they either had someone who really cared but was dealing with a lot of chaos and so things fell apart or right. someone who had it really put together and did not have people's best interests at heart and just had their own kind of um, motives for things. I don't think you had someone who had the right intentions and the kind of the capability to kind of structure things in the right way. You either now, have one or the other. Now, here's the question I have. Because one thing I notice with Arkham Asylum is it cannot decide whether it is a mental hospital mm-hmm. or just a straight-up supermax prison. Yeah. Which is a problem. Yeah. Now, let me let me ask ask you. Typically with a mental health institution... You definitely have places where people 
have to be confined, but it's certainly not a prison, correct? Correct. So you absolutely have people in prison who have mental health issues and and may even have mental health issues that are directly relating to why they are there. Right. Um, so I, I've never worked in, in the settings where we're talking about personally, um, but I know people who do. Um, and there's actually a really high need for mental health stuff within the prison system. But yeah, there are prisons, which theoretically is more about, you know, the, the crime and, and, um, rehabilitation and, um, also punishment, right? You know, we're kind of saying you did something wrong. We got, we're putting you back on the straight and narrow versus the, the mental health focus where, okay, um, someone was unable to recognize that something was wrong due to their mental health or, um, the mental health is just so directly related. We're kind of going through the mental health process, but a lot of people actually, there's like mental health courts and, and such, um, like I'm not representing the veteran affairs here or the VA, but I, I work in the VA, um, and they have veterans justice organizations, VJOs, who work with people um, within the justice system. And there's a lot of components of like mental health courts and such. Um, so there can be a lot of treatments that people um, are uh, either court mandated to do or it's part of the agreements they do. It's pretty, it's a very small population of people who end up in something that Arkham is supposedly supposed to be. So a mental health uh, treatment place, usually there's more kind of locked units and such, specifically for people who have um, committed some sort of crime and the mental right. health being related to that. So it's pretty rare. And and also just kind of, I, I do want to throw out there, Keaton, I know you know this, but for anybody listening, there is this, um, there is this kind of false narrative out there that people with mental health conditions they're the violent people out there they're the ones committing all these terrible da, 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 da. Um, there's actually not that strong of a relationship between having a mental health condition and and being violent um, so the it does happen but there are also plenty of people without a mental health condition who are committing violent acts or crimes um, and in right. fact, it's more that people with mental health conditions are more likely to have crimes committed against them. It, it, it's actually a pretty terrifying statistic. So, you know, we're talking about these people, but these are the like exceptions to, to the rules when it comes to mental health. So, yeah, I mean, there are these places out here. Um, yeah, it, it's it's it, it's meant to be a last resort, though. Ideally, you're right. able to utilize other and other this is and this is where gotham screws up because like you know gotham general hospital you don't really hear about their psychiatric ward or anything it's if anyone has mental health problems straight to arkham it's like hey yep this person has severe anxiety and they need help send them to hugo strange and he'll put them in a room next to poison ivy and 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 all of their anxiety will certainly go away then right like this this is a a a failure in infrastructure right because and and you know the the thing is is so residential treatment which i actually have experience with residential treatment in general so going to a place for treatment and you stay there 
um, can actually be really helpful because you get full-time care. You can really focus in and hone on treatments, uh, hone in on treatments, but it, you, you do have to think about the environment. And right. one, of the, one of the big drawbacks of it is you are not in your home environment. So your natural supports, the things that normally help you, aren't there. Now, your normal stressors aren't there either. But like you said, the place you're in is going to have a huge impact on you and how you're doing. And they're not actually putting these people in a place where they can relax and do the work you you've got to allow yourself to be vulnerable to work through mental health issues right like i can't say, tell you like the number of batman comics or batman movies or animated series i watch where yes there is an inmate minding their own business uh-huh. and the joker is just badgering the living daylights out of them like they have no peace because it's yep. just and where's the staff right Right. There's 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 no there's no staff around. Like yeah. this place is just run. Yeah. And very very horribly. Yeah. And and yeah. Yeah. And the Joker, oh, he's a complicated one. Uh. <laughs> he he is, you know, he he Does is. Does he belong a, there sometimes? Sometimes not. And honestly, you could say that for a lot of these. That's true. A lot of these inmates. It's like I don't honestly, I don't is and that's something I think we'll be able to talk about more when we actually go character by character. Is yeah. Mr. Freeze insane? Or does he really just want this one thing and he's willing mm-hmm. to do anything to get it? Right? And and when do, when is when is that a mental health condition versus when is that not? Yeah. You know, it's what, what, uh, what is a, a mental health symptom or what is a diagnosis versus I, so I was telling people I was going to do this podcast and sometimes people are like, yeah, so, um, what does Batman have? And I'm like, okay, okay. A guy, Travis Langley, read his books. They're awesome. Um, but I was like, a guy literally wrote a whole book about Batman. It's like, I can't just like in a sentence. And yeah, it's right. so complicated for so many of these characters. And that's right. why I'm excited about this. And we'll probably have to do like different podcasts on different portrayals of different characters. Because yeah, it's Mr. Freeze. Sometimes what he's doing, there might be some mental health stuff going on. Other times, might be not so much. And, and some iterate, some, and that'll be fun too, because the thing is, there have been so many reinventions and so many yes. different uh, iterations of arc of of these characters, and so I think it'll be fun just taking a look at all of them. Like you said yeah. before, with Frank Miller, I think he re- he renamed Arkham um, the Arkham Home for the emotionally troubled. Yes, so, right? it was something it, like that. It wasn't yeah. my it wasn't my favorite rewrite, but it was right. better than what it was. <laughs> Right. And it's like, oh, wow, if anyone and it's one of those things as you're reading, it's like, oh, wow, if anyone gets mental health right on the nose, it's Frank Miller. Right. Like it's <laughs> that that guy just he just knows his way around the human mind. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> and, and and so, yeah, it's I feel like a lot of these characters are um, they, they come out of Arkham much worse yes. than they then they went in a lot of the times. Uh, and yeah, it's a, it's a, it's definitely a failure in infrastructure. And even when they've tried to throw money at it, 
Hugo Strange has been there like, oh, perfect. I can't Who's wait to... Who's in charge of the money. Right. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to experiment on someone with this money that I have now. Right? Like, it's... It's really, really bad. And a lot of these people end up going... Having, in like, crazy mental health issues themselves. And mm-hmm. so, they are essentially running the asylum. Yeah, it's it's very unfortunate. And And, you know, the worst part is that... You know, people with really significant mental health symptoms do get taken advantage of quite a bit. And I'm I'm never going to go into any, like, specific, oh, I heard about this celebrity or this situation. Is that Because you, trust me, there's so much information that you don't know when you're on the outside. But in, in general, it's, people get taken advantage of, unfortunately, I see it every day. And, and this is a group of people who get taken advantage of a lot. And so while Arkham is an extreme and it's, of course, fictionalized, unfortunately, it, it probably hits close to home for a number of people. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. I know that, like, if, if I have to think of, like, the end result of a mental health issue, I feel like I've been naturally predisposed to think the worst of the worst, mm. which is Arkham Asylum. Like, oh, you don't want to, like, how many times in, in movies and television have they just referred to it as the place with the padded walls? Like anytime someone needs like has mental health issues and needs to get them checked. It's there's such a negative connotation instead of it being like, actually there's a very, very high percentage of people that have mental health issues. And instead of getting the help they need, the first thing they think is I'm not going to Arkham Asylum. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely they hold it not. Back. They say, no, 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 I'm going to ignore this is here until it gets so bad that they end up needing more support than than they would have otherwise. Yeah, it's it's a whole issue. Um, and, you know, like some people find their way around it and they've got the humor. Like I, I love hanging out. So um, uh, peer support is a big thing these days. So someone with their own mental health recovery story, helping someone peer to peer, more of kind of a mentor, like I've been there. It's mm-hmm. a part of our mental health resources these days. And, you know, I've I've heard folks in that role kind of joke about going to inpatient. And and it's it's great the kind of humor and, and perspective people can gain over time. But it's so hard to get there. There is, there's so much stigma. There's, there's discrimination, really. There's a lot of really um, terrible stuff that happens for folks that have mental health issues, so they hide it away, and then it all ends up being worse than it has to be, rather than us all coming together, which right. I think is, you know, a big part of us doing this podcast. But right, and so, and it's, it's interesting because, like, there's a gosh i feel like the corruption just keeps going because (laughs) quite a few members of task force x the suicide squad Mm -hmm. are patients or have been patients Uh in in arkham and so that's that's a whole nother rabbit hole so is that manipulation and coercion (laughs) or is that a like work rehabilitation program Right, a work rehabilitation <laughs> program with a bomb in your head. Yeah, so I mean, you know, yeah. we, we just implant a bomb in your head. You know, that's just that's just the fine print. You know? right. <laughs> I would like to just learn how to be a carpenter. Can I learn that? Or can I do that instead? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm you can sure do they, it, I'm but sure we're going to put a bomb in your head. <laughs> that I'm sure has they'd to let happen. them be a carpenter, but they would find some way to make that terrible too. Right, like absolutely, like yes, you're gonna go pick up litter, 
but we're definitely going to put this bomb in your head. Like Jeez, that. So it's the. Yeah, it's. Amanda Waller. Only she would think of these things, but. Right. So, so I know we want to end every, every one of our podcasts where we're trying something out. Hopefully people like it. Right. Um, our M&Ms. So our mindful nerd moments. Um, so essentially, you know, we're talking about this mental health stuff. I just, you know, just finished getting off a soapbox of how, you know, there's discrimination out there and people, there's so much misunderstanding. There are all these things that make it hard for us to relate to our own internal processes. Um, and so we want to be able to kind of take the characters or the environments we're talking about and, and imagine, okay, let's say we're that character and what's something that we might try with that person to just help them along their journey and make things a little bit easier. And you actually brought up some stuff that connected to what I was thinking about for today. Because I was like, oh, this is hard. We don't have, like, a character. What can we do? Mm. So you brought up Harley Quinn. um, And I was thinking we could pretend that we're Harley Quinn. And um, you actually brought up the very topic I was thinking about for this, which is, okay, so we're supposed to work on our anxiety or our depression or whatever mental health stuff is causing us issues And then I'm in this very stressful place where I'm getting triggered by all this stuff around me and it's unpredictable, right? It's just not a great place for me to be. Right. And so what I was thinking we could do is I do a guided imagery with you for a special place. Okay. And so what this is helpful with is um, helping a person have more control over being able to have a, a safe and special place that they can just bring to mind when they need a little bit of comfort, they need a little bit of stability because we can't always control where we are, right? but we can control what we bring to mind. Um, and so I was thinking of Harley Quinn just because I love her. <laughs> um, so I guess maybe to start off with before we do it, to help me kind of guide you through it, Keaton, I, I feel like you're a good person to ask this. What kind of place do you think? So let's say Harley Quinn, she's at Arkham and right. things are bad. Um, she's just having a terrible time. What do you think might be a special place that she would enjoy imagining? Something that would give her like a sense of like safety and comfort and, and, and just give her a little bit of joy. Honestly, if I'm going with uh, current uh-huh. po- Poison Ivy, I would just say um, sitting down having dinner with poison ivy love it oh man yeah i love right? them together yeah right okay. like I, I would think that's that that would be her her current happy place if y'all have not watched the uh harley quinn yes. show on so the, the cartoon it i is would the definitely only, check it out it's the only clay face i can see anymore <laughs> that character it's is great. so good yes it's a, yes it's you have great, to watch yeah. it it's so 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 good i need another season immediately yeah, it is hilarious Okay, so we're going to imagine a special place. It sounds like it centers, and for some people this is true, centers more around maybe who she's with. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what I would like, Keaton, and also anyone else who's listening, what I'd like you to do is to imagine that you are Harley Quinn. Okay. And imagine that you are stuck in Arkham, right? Um, Let's say you're able to kind of get to your room and, and have a moment to yourself and you're just riled up there. This is not a great space for you. And so you're taking a moment to step into this guided imagery and and you're just trying to help yourself decompress by thinking about spending some time with Poison Ivy doing dinner. All right. So imagine that you're Harley Quinn 
and you're you're trying to just imagine and remember what it's like to be with poison ivy. So with this, I want you to just find a comfortable position, right? So you're Harley Quinn, you're in your room. Just imagine that, that you're finding a comfortable position where you can try and relax and breathe a little bit more easily. Notice your breathing. So as Harley, you're focusing on filling your belly when you inhale and you notice how it empties when you exhale. And as you're breathing, you're just noticing in your body where you might be feeling the tension. And with each exhale, you're just trying to let go of some of that tension each time. And as you continue to breathe and just try and, and allow your body to relax, allow your mind to take you to that safe, comfortable place with poison ivy. Just allow this to happen. Don't force it. Just see what images come to mind. What setting you're at when you're at dinner with her. It might be a familiar place you guys have gone before. It could be somewhere brand new. Imagine what it's like to see Poison Ivy, what she might be wearing that day, what she might be saying to you. Imagine what you hear in the background. And, and also, are there certain things she might be saying to you in that moment? And just go ahead and really take in that image of this special place and moment with Poison Ivy. Take a few moments, just notice what you see, what surrounds you all, what's on your, your plates for dinner. Also notice what you hear. Are you sitting outside? Are you sitting in a restaurant? Or maybe you're at home cozied up for a meal together in, in privacy. Take a moment to notice how it feels in that moment. Is it warm or cool? How the, the chair feels that you're sitting on? The texture of your clothes? Maybe even imagine reaching out and feeling the table in front of you. And just noticing what you, how your body feels in this place as you sit and have dinner with poison ivy. Take the chance to smell the food that gets placed in front of you all as you eat. Notice as you bring food to your mouth how it tastes. And really take in just all of your senses as you, as you are able to sit and enjoy this moment with poison ivy. Really be present in the safe space, noticing every sense, and just allow it to be whatever you need for comfort. As you're in this place, see if there's something you can notice that was hidden before that catches your attention, either about poison ivy or about something else happening around you. And consider this thing, whether it's a sound, an image, an object, or a feeling, 
consider this a special gift that you can use whenever you need to feel relaxed and safe in Arkham. And remember that this is a place you can visit whenever you need to feel safe in your mind's eye. All you need to do is take a few deep breaths and think about dinner with poison ivy. So now let's come out of this moment, becoming more aware of the space we're in. Notice your breathing as Harley. Harley's noticing what it's like back in Arkham again, easing herself back in. And uh, me and Keaton are easing back into the podcast together. So Keaton, what was that like? It was, um, it was pretty, it was pretty interesting, pretty peaceful. I, uh, I could definitely see myself using this, this, uh, exercise in an intense moments, like taking my place to taking my mind to somewhere where I am, where I'm, where I'm comfortable and kind of letting my body try and slowly acclimate yes. to my mental state. Right. Yes. Like that's cause I feel like that would be the clear point. Like if I'm in a really intense situation, if I picture myself happy on a beach and I really try and focus on it, then my body will also join my mental, my mental state. So yeah, I think yes. that's a, I think that's a really good exercise. I think that's something that could uh, help every, everyone a little bit to kind of take a, a mindful nerd minute. Yeah. And, and I think what you said is really helpful and important, which is there are things we can control and there are things we cannot control. And so sometimes we can change the situation that we're in and we might choose to do that, but there are times where we won't choose to change it. Either we can't, right? So if someone's in Arkham, they can't just leave. Um, right. So there are, we all have moments where we can't just leave something or we might want to stay even if it's uncomfortable and difficult because it's that important. And so it's exactly what you're talking about. How do we just take whatever's heightened and, and feels like too much and how do we give ourselves a little moment of escape to just kind of bring things back down a peg so it's more Definitely. manageable? Yeah. Definitely. Awesome. Well, I think that's all we got for today. Um, that This was exciting. Our first ever podcast for Bat Therapy. Yay. Yep. I think it was a lot of fun. Um, I can't wait to do it again. I'm not going to lie. This was really, really interesting just kind of getting to hear um, the professionals uh, side of side of things. You know, I can turn pages in a comic book all day but it's all it's really really good to hear like how things actually should be from a from an expert from the doc yeah and i love just hearing you talk about all this stuff from the comics because i'm like oh i want to read this one now or oh i didn't i didn't know that part oh yeah absolutely yeah so i would definitely say uh check out if we're if you're really trying to get a, a feel of arkham asylum uh, there's one comic, Arkham Asylum, A Serious House on yes. Serious Earth, that is absolutely phenomenal. I feel like so it good. really does a good job delving into the feel of Arkham. Like I really, I feel like it really touches on the mm-hmm. the the hopelessness yep. of it. I think I think that's also the one where Two Face actually got a little bit of treatment that 
was maybe helpful in the beginning, but they went a little too far. I think that's the one where he he ends up not being able to make decisions because <laughs> yeah. um, they they try and give him, I think, tarot cards. So he's got like, what, 50, 60 some options he's got to sort through. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that sounds, um, yeah. Yeah, poor, poor Two-Face uh, had some struggles in that one. But yes, that's a great story. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. That one's good. Awesome. And of course, if you have not yet, uh, if you're a video gamer at all, I would definitely check out the first Arkham Asylum. Uh, it's a very mm. fun video game. The whole game takes place inside of the Arkham facility. And so, so you cool. get to see all the ins and outs of it. Like it's, and it's on its own island. Like it's a really fun game. And I feel like it really delves into the history of Arkham mm. throughout. And so, yeah, it's pretty fun. Thanks for nerding out with us. I'm clinical psychologist, Dr. Amelia Brown. You can find me at Crafting the Mind on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And I'm comic enthusiast and nerd aficionado, Keaton Hopkins. You can find me and my friends' movie reviews and reaction videos at TeamJVS.com or on YouTube at TeamJVS. For more information on this and other topics, check out our website at bat-therapy.com. To keep current on episodes and other updates, subscribe to our Bat Therapy YouTube channel or follow us on social media. We'll see you next week. Same Bat time, same Bat channel.